What up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Master the NEC, where we talk about the National Electrical Code. And, of course, all other things electrically related, as well as some Q&A that people send me from time to time. Which brings me to today's short episode. If you're riding in the car, you want to hear some things, I've decided that we're going to do a lot of little short ones. So, here's a question. Somebody contacted me just recently, in fact, just this morning and said, hey, I've got this drawing from an engineer, and it does not they don't know a bunch of the information for the grounding, and of course, grounding is the, the part of the code that I love, Article 250. I sit on code making panel 5. Unfortunately, I might have to miss those meetings for the first draft. Oh, it's such a bummer with the family emergency, but anyway, I'm there. I'm not giving up. I love the code. I've tried to spend my most of my life dealing with it, so let's get into this one. So the guy says that, and this is a pretty simple one, but I just want to give you code references. So the guy says that the engineer wants to go from the, it's a five, uh, it meets the uh, grouping issue. It's not more than six disconnects grouped in one location. So it meets all those requirements in 230.70 and all this kind of good stuff. So they're there. But he wants to, he's, he's trying to establish his grounding electrode system. So, you, you know, I'm just saying this because sometimes as a, as a plans examiner, you get limited information and they try to, they don't really put details on the drawing. Now, sometimes I might cloud it and put something on there and my inspector will go out uh, when I was ahead of inspections and they would go out and, 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 you know, and they can do what they can look and see what's there. But sometimes with the drawing, you don't know really what's there. Uh, they don't put it on there, whether it's a concrete encased electrode there, whether the ground rods there, whether there's a water pipe ground there, whether there's a, uh, you know, uh, uh, anything of those nature. You, you just don't know. So one of the things that uh, they get asked today was that the guy actually said on the plans that he wanted to install a six copper to the ground rods. And then he said from the ground rods, he would go to the actual water pipe ground. So first thing that told me was, and anybody listening should throw up red flags, is that when you have a water pipe ground, and assuming that you meet all the requirements to have a you know water pipe ground, you know, let's say that 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 that's what we have and it's present. Okay, it's at the it's at the location. Now, assuming that we have that, in order to have the water pipe ground, it's got to be a metal underground water pipe in direct contact with the earth for 10 feet uh, or more. Uh, and it's in the ground, it has to be continuously made electrically continuous by bonding around any insulated joints or, or insulated pipe or whatever it is. Okay, so it has to be there in 10 feet in contact with the earth. And of course, I can make connections to that to other electrodes uh, at the five-foot point of entry. Okay, we where we know that. Uh, but the question was, he has running a six gauge to the ground rods, and then he's going to the water pipe. Well, we know that he he really can't do that. First of all, if let's talk, let's let's dissect the ground rod part first. Let's let's kind of work backwards. So the ground rod part, uh, the problem, assuming he has the ground rods is, uh, and we'll deal with the water pipe next. So the connection to the ground rods says that, that to make that connection, it says if the grounding electroconductor or bonding jumpers connected to a single or multiple rod, pipe, or plates, or any combination thereof as described in 250.52A5 or A7, now that's the one that tells you the, the descriptive of each one of those, okay? Um, the plate being A7 and the rods and pipe being A5. Uh, it says if you do that, 
does not extend and it does not extend to any other type of electrode that requires a larger conductor. Now that used to say prior to the 2017 code, it used to say sole connection. In other words, if you're going to a rod and you stop at the rod. And if you're going from one rod to another rod, that's a bonding jumper. Okay, that's not the grounding electroconductor extending on. Now, granted, you could extend it on, go, you know, feed it through a connector and run over to it, saves you a connector. But the reality is the grounding electrode conductor stops at that, that, that rod, first rod. Now, together, the two rods constitute the system, but it stops at the first one, technically, if you stopped it there. And then going to the second one is actually a bonding jumper. Um, and you size that bonding jumper the exact same as you would for the grounding electroconductor. There's no sense for it to be larger. It's the same type of rod, for example. That, that, you know, you get what I'm saying. Um, and again, it doesn't have to be larger than a six copper or four aluminum. Yes, you can have an aluminum. Still got to be worried about the terminations within 18 inches of the earth, but that's a whole different episode. So in his explanation, the engineer put on there that he's going to the ground rod and then he's going to the water pipe. Well, that would be a problem because from the rod to the actual water pipe, that conductor, based on the size of the service or the conductors coming in, then the problem you have with that is uh, the service conductors come in. The problem we have with that is that it's not a true sole connection. Now, in the 2017 code, we got rid of the word sole connection because people got confused. Uh, and it just says, look, you could daisy chain as long as the one that you're chained, the one downstream doesn't require a larger one than the first one. In this case, a six gauge, he was running to the ground rod, but then he wanted to continue on to the water pipe. And that's, that's a problem. Uh, so I'm just kind of analyzing all of it. So that would be a problem. So that would be a no-no in his application. Next thing it says that if you have a water pipe ground that you make this connection so that daisy chaining is not going to work for that one. Uh, now, could I do it the other way around? Sure. Could I go to the water pipe and let's say I size the water pipe correctly. Then if I'm going from there, five foot of point of entry, I make that connection from the water pipe. And then I want to continue on to a... Um, a, uh, a ground rod, for example, or rods, then at that point, uh, I'm making that connection in governing in the rules for making that connection. And if I do so at that point, then it's the, it used to be the sole connection to the ground rods because there's nothing beyond those ground rods. That is the sole connection to it. And if that's the case, 250.66A kicks in and it doesn't have to be larger than the six copper or four aluminum. Makes sense? So that's the that's the whole process when you're when you're dealing with that. Now, if you're going to use the grounding electroconductor connection, which is actually 250.68C, again, it's that interior metal water pipe that you're actually that that five foot from the point of entry that I'm using to extend the connection to other electrodes, then that's the interior portion. That's that's fine. Okay. Anything beyond that, other than any exceptions to the rules, then you're, you're going to be limited. Okay. So that was his first problem. The second problem that I identified for this uh, its individual was, and, and that was the biggest problem, the second part is the requirement to make that connection. And so based on how his scheme was, or whoever the scheme was to the engineer, uh, which is fine because this happens a lot, no sense in stressing it, we all, we all learn from it. I learn something new every day. So we're going to go back and we're looking at um, the, the requirement to make the connections in 250.24. So this is obviously an alternating current system is what we're dealing with. It says 250.24a says a premise wiring system supplied by a grounded AC system 
that's being intentionally grounded back at the transformer the the xo connected and you know and that's what the utility does back there uh doesn't necessarily have to be utility but that's what we're talking about so the premise wiring system supplied by a grounded ac system shall have a grounding electrode conductor connection to the grounded service conductor at the service uh as uh, in accordance with 25024A1 through A5. Okay. So A1 gives us the general, and that tells us that the grounding electric conductor connection shall be made, that's not an option, shall be made at any accessible point on the load end of the overhead service conductors. That's where they come overhead to the weatherhead. Uh, even the service drop conductors, that's get on the load side of it, that'd be the point at the building. Um, underground service entrance conductors or service laterals to including the terminal or bus to which the grounded service conductor is connected at the service disconnection means. So they didn't give us enough detail on where the connections. They just said that there was going to be from the panels, uh, that it's going to be to the ground rods and then it's going to go to the water pipe. That would not be acceptable. Okay. So they could actually take the water pipe, take it and make it, make it, connect it to any of those allowable positions on 250.24A1 and then they can then that's the water pipe ground and then they would supplement it now if the ground rods are typically added whereas the water pipe if it's there it's kind of part of the construction we don't want to say it's the primary because that would kind of be misleading it is one of the options for your electrodes and you have to tie all of them together if they're all actually present it used to be those that are only available but now you have to tie all together. Now, how you interconnect those, um, it's just that if there was only a water pipe ground, you have to supplement it. But let's say at the time of I'm inspecting it, if the water pipe's there, ground, and it's compliant, and then I have the, the ground rods, which is in this case going to be the supplemental that has to be added. And of course, I could supplement the water pipe with other things like concrete case electrode or whatever. I mean, I have other options. But I choose the ground rods and I do that properly and I meet all the ground rod installation rules and everything's good. Um, now it's a matter of how I make all these connections. So if I want to run the proper size to the water pipe and I make that connection within 5-4 to the point of entry, provided I do have a qualifying underground water pipe, if I do that, then I can go from that 5-foot point of entry somewhere in there and make a connection to my ground rods if I choose to. And then that doesn't have to be larger than a six to that application. Can it be larger than a six? Sure. Does it have to be? No. And we're talking copper for this example. Doesn't have to be. Um, so, but the size that I do to the water pipe has to be based on the sizing requirements of 250.66. And that's going to be based on the size of the, of the, the conductors coming in. Or if they're parallels, you're going to be the equivalent. Uh, of the, you know, you have to do the, the adding all the, them together. So, uh, of, of one phase. So hopefully that explains it a little easier. Um, again, that's kind of paraphrasing everything, but that's what we're trying to do here on a short episode. So that was his problem. So the issue was the daisy chaining and not understanding the soul connection rule. And that is the reason why in the 2017, we got rid of the term soul connection because people got confused. Daisy chaining is fine as long as you understand that you can't have an electrode downstream that requires a larger grinding electrode conductor than the one that you're coming from the panel to, okay? Or one of those locations in 250.24A or A1. So pretty simple. Just wanted to make sure we clear that up. So that explains to everybody 
how you size using this daisy chain effect based on that question that came in. Again, you have questions, you want to have answers, be sure to send them to me here at Master the NEC. Again, sponsored by Electrical Code Academy Incorporated. Email is info, I-N-F-O, at masterthenec.com. That's M-A-S-T-E-R-T-H-E-N-E-C.com. Visit us on Twitter using the at symbol. It's at masterthenec. Go to Facebook. If you're on Facebook, you can also search from at Master the NEC, that little at symbol, you know, in your email kind of at symbol. I think you get it. Um, but you can also find us by going to our website at masterthenec.com.net.org or electricalcodeacademy.com.net.org or whatever you want to do. Uh, you can even Google search us at Master the NEC and you'll find us. So what you want to do, go there, go down and you'll click social media and you can get connected and you can get all our latest audio tapes, our latest videos, uh, listen to them in the car, go to YouTube. If you go to YouTube, search for Master the NEC and you can get them or you can go to our website and click on the link and get there too. Thanks again. God bless and have a wonderful and happy new year. And the guy that sent me that question, I have got a customized pin that I'm sending out to you for sending me that question. Thanks, brother. Have a blessed new year. And until next time, stay safe out there.